Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, I'm Graham Simpson. I am the Seekers' representative as well as their historian and biographer. And I'm Christopher Patrick, author of the book ABBA Let the Music Speak, a forensic look at ABBA's music, published in 2008, and very happily co-author with my colleague Graham Simpson on the book The Seekers, the 50-year recorded history of Australia's first supergroup. Graham, there's one thing I've never actually asked you all these years, but uh, when it comes to the live concerts, um, is there actually some sort of form of pre-show ritual? Like, you know you hear artists do warm-ups, some go on a jog around the block, whatever it may be. Or a group uh, hug. A group <laughs> hug. But uh, as far as the Seekers is concerned, I can't imagine them doing... I can imagine a group hug, but I can't imagine... Jogging around the block. block. No, no. neither can I. So what do they do? Well, they do, actually. And as long as I've been involved in the tours, it's always been the same. I mean, there's the obvious one about, you know, Judith will have a nap for an hour um, before she gets dressed. She doesn't really eat much before a show. She doesn't have a meal. She picks. But then she has the meal back in the hotel room, as I mentioned before. But just before they go on stage, they come together in either the boys' dressing room or um, in a green room or whatever. And it's generally two guitars, Keith and Bruce, and they just stand around in a circle and they sing the same four songs every time. I can't remember off the top of my head the order, but they do I'll Never Find Another You, When the Stars Begin to Fall, When Will the Good Apples Fall, and Someday One Day. And they kind of, at first I thought, well, that's four strange songs um, but they make sense they ultimately made sense to me they're singing um, one hit so they've got one hit under their belt before they go on because I'll never find another use normally the second song um, uh, when the stars begin to fall gives Judith the opportunity to um, uh, test that high notes. note at the yes. end um, uh, and yet I don't think the I'm right in saying the key of that's never changed since the 60s. That's right. No, yeah. when the stars begin to fall has stayed the same right through. Uh, when Will the Good Apples Fall makes sense because of the harmonies in it. It's a perfect, you know, harmonic song for them. And Someday, One Day really stretches Judith's uh, range. Mm. So that gives her vocals a warm-up before they go on. But they do that and then off they go, you know. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been nice being a part of that, you know, just sitting there. And, and um, when they're standing in that circle, it doesn't matter whether someone coughs or, or whatever because it's not, they're not mic'd and they're not in front of people. 
So, yeah, it's um, – and I think it's as much as habit for them now. They're just comfortable doing it. it it's the last thing they do before they go on stage. Just as it tail into those four songs, uh, considering that they've been used right throughout the reunion years and particularly for the uh, Golden Jubilee Farewell Tour um, – when the stars begin to fall, is it in its original key from 1964? And uh, I'll never find another you. Stayed in its original key up to the 2000 uh, concerts, which is the Carnival of Hits concerts. Uh, but then it dropped down a semitone for the 2013 farewell, Golden Jubilee farewell tour. So they had to drop the key a little for that. When Would the Good Apples Fall certainly suffered in having to be dropped. It's dropped an, an entire tone from its original recording in 1967. It's dropped down a tone, uh, a semitone for 2000 and then another semitone for 2013. So it's, it's interesting how some songs can stand the test of time. Someday, One Day stayed in the same key and that's fascinating because I don't understand, particularly from a musical perspective, uh, good Apples, Someday One Day, I think, is a harder song to sing than Good Apples, particularly for Judith. It's a very angular melody and lots of leaps around. And Someday One Day is a credit to them. It just shows you, obviously, there's some personal aspect to singing When Will the Good Apples Fall that necessitated dropping it in key, whereas Someday One Day stayed in the same key. So, And that is actually... A, uh, has a more angular melody, which, uh, as it would follow on from that, would mean that it would be more difficult to sing. But it's all a personal thing, and that's the beauty of the Seekers and the beauty of Judith. Uh, but yes, uh, it's interesting how some keys stayed the same and others dropped uh, to facilitate ease of performance in life situations. I've always been um, fascinated by the decisions on, on the set list issue and, and what how you sort of get the momentum going and how you build to the finale. Because uh, in the 60s, of course, uh, Georgie Girl tended to be the one that would close a concert because it was the big hit single of the time. But over time, um, other songs have come to, you know, Carnival is always in there, second last or as it can, turns out for the Golden Jubilee, it's the last concert, last song, very fittingly, of course. But what uh, what actually inspires the set list and why does it change? Uh, I guess it has to change to keep keep it fresh and so that give fans something new. I've always enjoyed the fact that um, I think it was in their uh, last goodbye at, uh, tour in 94. I remember, I think one of the... I think the second song on the set list was Love is Kind, Love is Wine. I thought, oh, how wonderful. Seen in green, one of Bruce's evergreens so early in the show. That's really lovely. So what what facilitates well, these set lists? It's not as easy as you think putting to, together a, a set list because for every tour, you have to include the hits. I mean, there'd be mutiny 
Because that's what fans want to hear. So we're talking about, what, 10 hits. If you, you know, not all chart toppers, but 10 hits immediately have to be included. But then there's the perennial favourites that have been part of the act from day one, being when the stars begin to fall. Myra. Never been tour without Myra. Colours of My Life. Colours of My Life is another one. And, of course, since um, uh, the reunion years, I'm Australian. It, it's always included. So you, you're essentially looking at three quarters of the show. And The Seekers do a two to two and a half hour show is already determined by what you just have to include. Uh, so the tricky thing is rearranging the orders so that they sound um, fresh. You know, so uh, the the golden, uh, the silver jubilee tour, the opening song was When the Stars Begin to Fall. Uh, and then the following tour was, it'll, was I'll Never Find Another You. The uh, Carnival of Hits tour, uh, surprisingly, was You Can Tell the World. And I was really pleased for the Golden Jubilee, the decision was made to open with Come A Day because, um, as I mentioned, it's my favourite song from the 60s. Uh, and it's quite often included in tours, but it, it makes sense to open up because it's a, it's a powerful start to a concert. But with Golden Jubilee, well, uh, I'll Never Find Another You is second. You have to have a hit fairly close to the start. Uh, and then A World of Our Own. So you've got the first two number ones following one another and then Love is Kind, Love is Wine, which always goes down a treat with audiences. Um, when Will the Good Apples Fall? Uh, it was in the first half, but it was teamed with their new recording for the Golden Jubilee tour, Sil- which is Silver Threads, Silver and, Threads. Golden and they're like, like-themed songs, so they sort of sat together really well. Uh, and... That tour was the first and only time they ever um, sang it publicly. Uh, Judith Solo was the olive tree. It was either the olive tree or this is my song. And for this tour, it was the olive tree, again, written by Tom Springfield. This uh, Act one ended with I'm Australian, which is a nice way to finish the first half. And then, again, the real killer opening for the start of Act 2 was Someday One Day, preceded by the vision that you mentioned earlier. And uh, Stars Begin to Fall was was in the second half for this one. And Guardian Angel Guiding Light, um, that hadn't been included in a tour. That's a Keith composition. Keith uh, composition. And it made very lovely sense for him to do it as a solo. Yes, absolutely. He didn't often do solos in Seekers tours. Early on, he used to do um, uh, Scarlet Ribbons uh, in the uh, earlier reunion uh, concerts. And then he didn't do a solo for a while. And then for this tour, people loved the song. It's Judith singing lead vocal on the Future Road album, but that's Keith's moment um, uh, to do it. And Louisiana Man was the song for the two boys. Their solos were either, I don't know if you remember from the Silver Jubilee, the boy's solo was called the Pig Song, but it wasn't included on the album or the DVD, but it was the Pig Song. But then it was 10,000 years ago, but they went back to Louisiana Man, and I know you would have been happy they did. I'm absolutely happy. It's one of my favourites, and it's still in the original key too, and uh, they're nailing it like 
it was 1966. It's just incredible. Really. Yeah, it, it is. And from that same album, Red Rubber Ball, which was often included in set lists, it, Bruce wrote it with Paul Simon, as you know. The Seekers recorded it after The Circle had recorded it in America and had number one hit with it. So The Seekers did... It was on the album, but they never released it as a single, but it's still very popular with, with it's audiences. It's one of those album track evergreens uh, alongside Colours of My Life, which is a perennial favourite with fans and it's yeah, and always as included. Is Keep a Dream in Your Pocket. Yes. Since the reunion years. And, of course, the Tour de Force ends the, the show. The carnival is over. Yeah. So and Georgie Girl's been sort of um, two songs before that. So well, that's still very good. I think it's actually one of the the loveliest set lists and the the most rounded uh, and fitting set lists for the, the the farewell tour because I think it encapsulates all that we loved about the Seekers. And at some point, we're doing a podcast dealing with the Golden Jubilee fifty, uh, the Golden Jubilee tour of the UK. Mm-hmm. So before we record that, I'll give it some thought because I know there was one song that they hadn't done at all in the re- the um, reunion years before. I've just got to remember which one it was. Oh well, we stay tuned. Oh, no.